Hello, podcast listeners, and welcome to the 29th of September 2020 Hong Kong Stories Podcast. I am Rachel Smith. Well, we've reached the end of September and we're looking forward to a difference in temperature for October. I can almost feel those knitted sweaters and socks that await me at the end of next month. Anticipation can be sweet, but for our listeners, your patience is rewarded today, as we'll be listening to our first place winner of the Student Story Slam. Our students were all magnificent, and we were really captured by Sam's story. His combination of humor and truth was very well arranged. After Sam, we'll hear from Haley about a struggle she faced over Christmas time, and from Chloe about seeing a light. Before we listen to our stories, though, a slightly less sticky hello goes out to our loyal Hong Kong listeners. We love you, Hong Kong, and we are listening. Hearty hellos go out to our overseas listeners as well, especially this week to listeners in Ezijem in Belgium, Dublin in Ireland, and New Taipei in Taiwan. Thanks for letting our stories into your ears. Our October show was pretty great, if I do say so myself. Our venue has changed of late and we're feeling a bit adrift until the friendly people at the Aftermath invited us to use their venue. It was good to be on stage in such a welcoming place. The Aftermath is known for its support of live music, comedy, and all kinds of other groups, even storytelling. If you're in Hong Kong and you've never caught a show there before, check out their upcoming events and give them some support. Find them on Insta, Facebook, and YouTube at The Aftermath HK. Our next show is being prepared, but while we finalize details, there are plenty of workshops going up. Find dates through the links on the website, www.hongkongstories.com. Hong Kong Stories. It's better than drama. It's better than comedy. It's real life. And now our final stories from the Student Story Slam 2022, which had the theme Silver Linings. Here is our first place story winner, Sam. This is where you are going to be buried is not something you generally want to hear, especially when you're about half an hour from the closest civilization, you're in a foreign country, and you're eight years old. So how did we get here? Let me provide a little bit of context. This was about six years ago. I was uh, eight or nine, and my grandfather had decided that it was high time for me and my sister to go and visit Korea. So we all went, and I was really excited. I'd never been to Korea before. I'd been to other countries, but not the one that half of my family is from. So uh, I found out what Korea was like, and I can describe it in one word, cold. <laughs> we were visiting during Lunar New Year. The, average temp- the, cl- the lowest temperature that Hong Kong has ever gotten is about 16 degrees. The highest it got then was five degrees. I was cold and miserable. It wasn't even the fun type of cold where you get to build snowmen and have snowball fights. It was the wet kind of cold where your grandfather has to yell at you, do not dare run. You will slip on the ice and crack your head open like an egg. (laughs) We We were just slowly walking from house to house to meet family members that I was never going to meet again. And I was cold and miserable and tired. 
I, by the end of the week that we had planned to stay there, I was fully ready to just go home. But my grandfather, my harabodzi in Korean, had sprung on us a last-minute change to the itinerary. We were going to go to a mountain in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> I was, of course, bored. We went there, and I climbed up and for about half an hour because we didn't have any actual mountain climbing equipment, so we had to go the long way up. Went all the way up this hill. By the time I got up, my legs were aching, my arms were aching, and I just wanted to sleep. My grandfather took me by the shoulder and showed me the horizon. He said, Junsong, this is where you are going to be buried. <laughs> I felt about ready to die, so I was terrified. And then, he and then he saw my face and he said, don't worry, this is a great honor. <laughs> and he explained to me, this hill was the family grave. Or some ancestor or another had won a hill for saving the emperor's life. It had been passed down generation to generation. And eventually, I too was going to be buried here. And then he said, your sister and your mother will also be buried here. I had to fight for this. I looked at him, and I was confused. Why would you have to fight for, to have people buried in a random hill in the middle of nowhere? And it was because the only people that could be buried here were the people in the family book, the people that were recognized as part of the family. And my grandfather, who I'd always seen as a conservative old crock, had been fighting for the past few years to have my mom, who's a Westerner, and my sister, who's a girl, buried here. And I looked around, and I was like, and I had two thoughts. One was, I've spent so much time here already. Do I have to spend the rest of my afterlife here too? <laughs> and then I thought a bit longer. I thought, well, to be fair, I don't think any of my classmates have a burial hill. This is pretty cool. And so we, were, we walked back down the hill. And this time, I was holding my grandfather's hand. We got to a clearing, and here, it was actual snow. And I picked up a snowball and threw it at my grandfather. My grandfather looked back, and with all of the skill and precision of a young boy who had grown up in Korea his entire life, in a matter of seconds, picked up a snowball and hit it directly in my head, knocking me over. <laughs> I may have hated that trip, but I don't think I've ever felt closer to my grandfather. Thank you. I did not expect that this show would leave me with feelings of inadequacy for not having my own burial hill. If the last few years have taught us anything, though, it's to treasure the moments we have with our loved ones and to treasure our health. The next story is from Haley. My 14th Christmas was not like the previous ones at all. It started with a severe pain on my back. You may wonder where all the pain came from and what would have made this particular Christmas so exceptional. It all started with me telling mom that my spine hurts occasionally during the summer holidays. 
She was so concerned that she took me to a nearby clinic to check it out. The doctor sent me to take an x-ray. At that point in time, I thought it was the most outrageous thing I'd done in 2021. But little did I know, a lot more adventures lied ahead. After some strenuous orthopedist searching, we were lucky enough to have met Dr. Liu, a brilliantly experienced professional. He first diagnosed me with scoliosis. It wasn't a big deal since minor scoliosis would cause neither inconvenience nor pain. Wait, nor pain? Do you still remember what made me tell mom about my spine issue? The pain. So what caused the ache? This brings us to another more complex problem. Dr. Liu examined my x-ray and frowned faintly. He seemed to have developed an idea in his head. A bad one. He shared his suspicion of me having spondylolysis, which is to do with a bone slipping out of position in a patient's spine. He asked me to take an MRI since the x-ray was indistinct. Well, it became the new most outrageous thing I'd done. After the MRI had come out, we returned to the clinic. Unfortunately, Dr. Liu's prediction was totally correct. I still remember how he presented us with the breaking news. He said, she ought to have a surgery as soon as possible to repair the broken bones. Although I might look calm, I could definitely tell that inside my head was absolute chaos. His words were like bombs thrown into my head without prior notice. Having a surgery? This is not merely outrageous. This is insane. Although I couldn't believe it, the fact was that I needed a surgery and it was scheduled four days before Christmas. Around Christmas time, everyone was celebrating ecstatically, except for me, who had a tremendous challenge coming up in a few hours. Mom told me she had never been so nervous in her entire life. I was also intimidated. It was my first time after all. After I had been anesthetized, the surgery began. Next thing I knew was that it was three hours later and I woke up in a recovery room. I was soon pushed back into a board where I spent three tedious days in it. On Christmas Eve, I was told that I was free to go. It was definitely good news to me. However, that was when the nightmare began. The first night at home was the best throughout the week with the presence of remaining morphine. The next morning, I woke up in agony. What made everything worse was that I had to keep myself cheerful since it was Christmas Day. Another thing that drove me crazy was the inconvenience brought by the surgery. I had to wear a back brace to protect and support my wound during the post-surgery period. It was so hard and stiff that I couldn't even incline towards the dining table to eat properly. Practicing walking with the brace on was even worse. I've been walking even slower than my grandma for an entire week. At that point in time, I really missed my previous wholesome and agile self. But thanks to my young age, I recovered extremely rapidly during the following weeks and everything in my life began to resume normal. This bizarre experience was an absolute surreal adventure. I still couldn't believe all of that happened in merely five months. Even though the process was overwhelming, I did gain some precious memories and learned a lesson. I should always cherish every moment when having a healthy body and stay positive and optimistic when I face hardships and troubles. My journey of dealing with my diseases is not over yet. Even though I'm, the unknown I'm going to face may be menacing, what I'm sure is that I'll never regret what I do. After all, every cloud has a silver lining. Thank you.
see how brilliant, brave, and articulate our students are in this city? They really impress every time we meet them. They face up to all kinds of challenges and come out strong in the end. The final story we have from you from our 2022 Student Story Slam is from Chloe about seeing a light. It's still light, I'm a singer here. So hi everyone, I'm Chloe. And before I start, let us have a question and I'll receive your answer by reading your minds, okay. So talking about silver lining, what will you guys think of? Mm, I guess perhaps it's a hero of saving the multiverse. Sorry, I just watched Daughter Stranger. But for me, the greatest difficulty I have ever encountered was not the trip in Korean or the surgical Christmas, but that I didn't want to go to school and the application for secondary school. It's embarrassing to say to myself, but I really got an external shout at my primary school, usually the top one. And from your minds, I know you're thinking that I'm such a smart student, or actually you're thinking that this is none of my businesses. But anyway, in my primary school, with everyone's admiring grounds, I felt like I owned everything. The most handsome boy at school, okay? Bill Gates money, Elon Musk also fans, and even him lawyers, and nothing could stop my approach to success. What? Him lawyers? Sorry, that's mine. So the anticipated moment was approaching. Let's have a guess. Do you think the two schools would admit me? One, two, three. The result, <laughs> I just heard yes, but the result was none. And this is not a yes or a circle. Yes, this is just none. And I was so astonished. And I think Elon Musk should buy this to school because you're not free to go. No freedom, you know. So um, with the entire funeral just overthink my pride, I chose to paralyze myself by acting that I was not sad because the school would definitely get a huge damage without me. Okay, uh, so it seemed to be unbelievable. But actually, the reason for it was quite obvious that I was not as perfect as I regarded. In the matter of result and death in Hong Kong, a monitor is not that unique. An acre is not that outstanding. And a champion is not that superior anymore. So uh, those not that apparently extended my consciousness to the world and forcing me to face my ignorance. So as I mentioned before, I just acting that I was not sad. My parents watching the perfect class with a perfect actress, Oscar should give a prize to me. They started to build an extravagant castle with fake comfort and found, thinking that I was the best. So let's just forget my stupid funeral, or actually it's just the truth. Like they seem to be the most thoughtful, kindest parent in the world. I really want to have one. I, being a loser, but permeated by their factory, entirely precipitated in the facade, no competence, no adversity, but all of us could have noticed. The castle also killed modesty, therefore success. Decadence actually is not terrible at all. What really kills my mind is subordacadence. 
I understood. I understood I should not lying to myself, but I believe many of us here just swear, stop watching phones when doing homeworks, but swear and make to break. I mean, fortunately, silver lining is even brighter in darkness. My older sister, who is so honest, perhaps she was stunned by this ridiculous comedy anymore. She really doesn't get humor, isn't it? So one day she said angrily, just like a demon. I'm done with you, Chloe Lowe. Stop lying to myself, yourself. Why the two school John and Mei Ju only one recently said there are still married people who are smarter than you. Now you're decadent and regretful. But please, just try to be the best you could. No one can complain without striving. I stifled my inclination to cry, as the words were cruelly real. If one day she said I'm so angry, I would not. I definitely would not cry, as this is just fake news. So, because of a snap in the face, all of my glory, which was deemed to be my glory, which was my result, which deemed to be my glory, replayed in my mind, but in a mortifying way. What is so foolish in someone's eyes who got huge achievement? Then her words replayed in my mind also. No one can complain without striving. Yes, that was my silver lining. Her dazzling reminder pointed the direction of my future. Now I'm not really having a great result compared to my primary school, but I'm not looking up, being arrogant, not no overlooking, being dexterous, but looking straightforward, being resolute and humble. I brought the bitterness of not being that gifted as I thought. Hard work harder, as I know there are still numerous bigger worlds waiting for me to conquer, to strive, and to win. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's stories, brought to you by Hong Kong Stories. The music for this podcast was written and performed by Andrew Robert Smith. Everyone has a story to tell. Thank you.